We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, my friends. Hour number two of KMOX is at your service. Greg Damon sitting in tonight here on a Thursday night, folks. It's going to get a little nasty tomorrow. Please make sure that you're uh, you're aware of what's going on. Make sure that uh, you know you're out there acting all crazy and stuff like that. Get ready to go sledding. That's what they're saying. I don't believe it, but that's just me. Hey, folks, we're going to change it up a little bit uh, this hour. We got all sorts of stuff to great talk about. We're going to talk about uh, first and foremost what's on everybody's mind and talk a little uh, talk a little COVID. In the studio with me, I have uh, Guy Danhoff. He's the assistant professor of health and sports sciences over at Missouri Baptist University. Also on the phone, we have Toby Smith. She is a school counselor at Clayton High School, and also Dr. Rachel Charney. She's a board certified pediatric emergency physician at SLU Care and SSM Health Cardinal Glennon. And i got to tell you, folks, they've been kind enough to uh, hang out with us here on a Thursday night at your service. Guys, uh, thanks for coming out. Just make sure we got uh, Rachel. Are you there? Dr. Rachel? All right. How about Toby? Are you there? Yes, I am. All right. well, Thank got, you for including me. We yeah. got we got Toby. We'll have to work in uh, getting Dr. Rachel. Uh not sure what's going on, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna see what's going on with that here in just a minute. Guy, thanks for uh, hanging out in studio with us as well, and uh, we're gonna get Dr. Rachel on, and we'll get uh, get things rolling here in just a second. Uh, you know, it's been kind of kind of crazy here with uh, uh, kids going back to school, and some places have mask mandates, some places don't have mask mandates. Uh, it's 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 just it's just a it's just amazing. I'll let you go, Guy. Well, absolutely. Right now, we've never seen anything quite like this. We thought we were maybe out of the woods. And now when we look nationally and what's happening here, right here in Missouri, in our backyard, it's amazing uh, the recent spike that we have seen. And certainly it's caused all kinds of um, concerns for schools and certainly school leaders and administrators. And, uh, you know, obviously planning is going to be one of those best things you can possibly do and work closely as a team uh, because it's the only way you're going to get through and navigate what's going to happen even over the next two weeks as when you look at the projections. I'm sure that Dr. Rachel will speak to that as soon as she gets on. Yeah, you know, some of the schools, and, and Toby, I'll direct this to you, some of the schools have uh, come back from Christmas break, have went virtual for a week or so. 
Um, and now all of a sudden they're uh, back, some some back to uh, in, in-person learning. Um, I mean, where, where do we see what's going to happen? Well, I think we're just kind of taking it one day at a time. I know um, at Clayton High School, we, we started back um, in person as planned and just um, monitoring the situation regularly and responding as needed. Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of crazy. You know, my thing was, and I was talking to Guy off air about this, is it's it's different for every school, every school district between parochial and also, uh, you know, regular schools as well. Nobody knows what's going on. All we can do is deal with what's in front of us in the moment and, and do the best <laughs> we can just to kind of keep things moving one foot in front of the other. Well, as a school counselor, I'm gonna, I just I'm going to go ahead and pick your brain on this. What do you see from the kids that are coming back in school um, or, yeah, I guess, distant learning as well? I mean, uh, what's their psyche like? So they, they, they love being in the building, that's for sure. They love learning from, you know, from teachers in the classroom. But most of them came back and are a little bit, there's some anxiety there. Just they fear passing it to a friend. They fear getting sick. They fear bringing it home to families. Um, but then they're still adolescents and they, they love to be with their friends all day. So, you know, it, it, they're kind of in a, um, a trick bag Right. Well, I have a I have a son in uh, middle school, and you know he I talked to him about wearing a mask, and he's like, "Eh, it's no big deal. I don't care." <laughs> you know, I mean, it doesn't yeah. doesn't bother him. No, I think most. I mean, every once in a while, you'll have to remind them to pull it up over their nose. Um, but as soon as you remind them, they pull it right up over their nose. They know that this is the best way to keep them in the building every day, and so and that's our goal is to keep them coming in every day and doing what we do best for them. So as a counselor, have you seen, you know, the last two years, obviously, have you seen a, um, I, I, I guess, and I, and I kind of go back to their psyche to where, you know, they're, they're, they're virtual, they're in, they're virtual, they're in. I mean, has it kind of weighed on them not being able to see their friends, not being able to interact really with other kids other than video games? Well, I, I've never been a, probably one to say this most often is that I'm thrilled for video games in this time because <laughs> it's allowed kids to be more social than they sure. would if this would have happened, you know, 20 years ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they, they want to be there. No, absolutely. I think so. And I think people that uh, would like to, you know, just if you're working from home, they want to be back into and have that social interaction. And uh, I, I think, uh, Dr. Rachel, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, fantastic. Thank you. We finally got uh, finally got what's going on. Thank you for uh, joining us. So I'll just I'll pose my question to you and guy sitting here with a big smile on his <laughs> face because he uh, I I told him I wanted to ask you you know the question is here we are back in uh, I, and I don't know if you were able to hear us when we first came on but here we are back in uh, school some schools are virtual some schools aren't virtual some schools say mask some schools say no mask. Uh, you know, and and it's becoming to the point where we just don't know who to believe anymore. Yeah, I would say it's it's certainly a patchwork at this point, and I think it it has gotten somewhat confusing for everyone. Yeah, I, and it's just uh, you know, as as parents, and you're trying to make you know not only your life, but you have your kids' life. You want to make sure your kids are safe. You want to make sure that you do the 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 best thing that you can for your kids. And I mean, it's it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's been difficult because everyone is trying their best to navigate through the situation. And there are so many different things to take into consideration as you go through this and um, and so many different opinions 
as well. Right, it's exactly. made it hard to have a, a one-size-fits-all for everyone. Yeah, it would be nice if uh, everything was was really just documented and laid out for us right in front of us. It'd be the uh, be the way to go. Yeah, and I think there are some in some ways that you can you can do that. You can put down just very simple rules. The problem is, is the more simple your rules are, the less wiggle room they give for circumstance. And people, as they found, all have slightly different circumstances. So it makes it a little hard to give people the flexibility they need, while also the clear direction. Yeah, absolutely. Guy, I'm going to throw this to you. What about at the college level? I mean, obviously, college kids, they kind of have their mind made up about certain things. And, you know, they want to socially interact. They want to uh, some of the best years of your life, supposedly. Well, I wouldn't say supposedly. I'm going to echo and say I actually, didn't go to college, actually so. they are. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say they actually are. Um, no, you know, to be honest um, with you, Greg, the truth of the matter is, you know, like at our school, we just started classes on Monday. As, as you know, uh, your son goes to our school. And I have to give our administration all the credit in the world because literally on day one when we had our faculty meeting, we got a chance to hear from our COVID team, and they broke it down for us of what we need to do and how to be supportive and how to be even, you know, sensitive or or aware of what's going on with maybe even mental health issues uh, and just being very accommodating to students and also with the masking. Now we have a mask mandate. And the other thing that makes it a lot easier for us on the screening side, we have a thing called the Spartan. um, It's called... Um, Spartan Safe, and it's our MBU Return to Campus app. Okay, and so it's a quick screening that we use in the classroom. Wait a minute. So you're saying that college kids have phones with them all the time? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry <laughs> it's just a tangent. At least, yeah, exactly. At least ours do. No, but what, what's great about that is we do the screening right there at the beginning of class. Everyone, including me, has to hold that up, and either you have you know a red a red a mark, or you have a green one. Obviously, if you're coming to class. You know, you're going to have the, you know, you should have the green one, sure. but we know what to do if it comes up with red and how the contract tracing works and the whole system. Again, I got to give our school a lot of credit for being so proactive in this, knowing what was going to happen as school started on Monday. And I'll just be honest with you. I, I felt very comfortable thus far. And I know that our students are so happy to be back again. I'm blessed that I'm teaching both freshmen in one class and I teach seniors in the other. And it doesn't really seem to matter. I think people now are happy to be back. No, absolutely. And Toby, I want to. Uh, I'll. I'll just go back to you on this. As far as, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, something Guy said is, you know, you got to be a little bit more careful with uh, kids today. I mean, they have a little bit more leeway uh, uh, as to what's going on. You know, when I was in school, it's like, hey, get your butt to class, and this is the way it goes. But I guess you really have to really be cognizant of the kids today. Oh well, I'm sorry about that, Toby. We're going to get you back on, uh, Doctor Rachel. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Here. Fantastic. Well, I'll just pose that same question to you as far as, you know, being a pediatrician, when you see kids come in, I mean, they've got to be concerned. Uh, obviously, if they have COVID, they don't have COVID. I mean, it's something my son struggles with uh, daily. Yeah, it's it's interesting, um, both as a pediatrician and as a mom, just watching the evolution of this for our children, because they've really grown up with this the last couple of years. And so I think our kids are, they do get concerned about, um, being around somebody else who may be coughing or showing signs or whether or not they may also have COVID. And I think that's where a lot of the mitigation strategies that we do recommend come into play. You know, there is, there is a certain amount of a feeling of more of a sense of control about your situation when you can use those strategies. The masking not only helps to prevent spread, but also gives you a sense that at least you have a tool in your pocket that you can use to, to help protect and take care of yourself. Um, same thing for vaccinations. 
Yeah, I will tell you, as far as my son, my younger son, I'm glad to see him that he's, uh, I guess, taking a little bit better care of his hygiene, obviously, by uh, <laughs> washing his hands and things like that. I hate to say that, but you know how boys are. And, uh, you know, he's he's really trying to be uh, uh, good about what it is to make sure that he's going to be okay. Yeah, and we've, we've learned as a family, and, and advice I give to others, um, is to give some thought to the situations we're putting ourselves in, particularly socially, um, with an understanding of what other things may be coming up or that we need to do that we don't want to risk an infection that week for. Right. Uh, you know, if we're going to see high-risk grandparents, then maybe we don't go to that birthday party or to that outing or that school event. Um, it's just being thoughtful in a way that we never had to be before, but, um, you know, we're finding ways to make it work. Yeah, you know, I'll just I'll share a real quick story with you of of my youngest son. So uh, for Christmas, they, we got tickets for the Harlem Globetrotters, and you know he really wanted to go to that. Well, Saturday, some of his buddies said, "Hey, why don't you uh, come out with us to Urban Air and you know jump around and do stuff like that?" Well, obviously, we told him if you go, you're going to have to wear a mask the entire time, and you know be as safe as you possibly can. Try to stay away from everybody, but if you get sick. You're not going to go with us on Sunday, and and he made the he made the conscious choice. He said, "Look, I'm not going to go because I I you know this is the event I want to go. I want to be with my family and I want to, uh, you know, watch this event." And and I got to tell you, I was really proud of him for making that decision. Yeah, I think our kids have learned how to make thoughtful choices, and it's it's again, I think, good for them just from a sheer mental health perspective too, to be able to have some of that control and understand what the risks are of the of the activities they're choosing to do. I mean, clearly, we wish this hadn't become part of our kids' lives at all. But um, I think there are some things that can come of it. Absolutely. Dr. Rachel, can you hang with me a little bit? i got to do a little bit of business here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, fantastic. Hey, folks, we are visiting with Guy Danhoff, Assistant Professor of Health and Sports Sciences, also Toby Smith. She's a school counselor over at Clayton High School, and also Dr. Rachel Charney, and she is a board-certified pediatric emergency physician at SLU Care and SSM Health Cardinal Glennon, folks. And uh, we're trying to kind of kind of make a pathway through this uh, this crazy time that we're in. This is the KMOX at your service. Stick around. More to come. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX is at your service here on a Thursday night. Nine twenty four is your heart. Is your <laughs> I can't talk. Nine twenty four is your time right here in the heart of Mid America. And folks, we're talking a little bit, uh, a little bit of the psyche of uh, returning to school. And you know, kids have to mask up, not mask up. Don't know what the rules are. I got some great guests here that are uh, helping us out. And uh, just kind of giving us some information, the best thing we can do. Toby Smith, she's a school counselor over at Clayton High School. How about this? Dr. Rachel Charney, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, board-certified pediatric emergency physician at SLU Care and SSM Health Cardinal Glennon, also Guy Danhoff, assistant professor of health and sports sciences from Missouri Baptist University. And, Doctor, am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, it's Charney. Charney. Okay, perfect. I'll do better. I'm, I'm probably going to screw it up. I'm just a guy who works on cars. I just this is just this isn't my day job. So, uh, but no, thank you, thanks, uh, ladies, for hanging with us on the phone, guy. Thanks for uh, being in the studio with us, and we're kind of talking about uh, hey, you know what what's really kind of going on today uh, for for the younger kids out there. And guy, I'm going to go back to you talking about college. You talked about the app, and I mean, I think you know for my son that goes there, I mean, he's really really smart about what he wants to do. 
Well, like I said, I think you have to have systems in place. Again, you got to have people working as a team. And, and as you know, at our school, uh, more than 70% of our on-campus population are athletes. So now I'll get into all the athletes, all sure. the sport teams, and, of course, all the COVID um, re- you know, requirements and, and, and all of that. Uh, and yet we're still being able to have basketball games. I mean, so far it's been kind of business as usual, but – our team at our school, our administration, and the COVID team specifically, has been just been continuing to work around the clock, you know, also getting those COVID updates, you know, as they get. And I just got to tell you, so far, uh, campus has felt normal to, to some degree, outside of everyone being messed up. Sure. Dr. Rachel, I'm gonna, I, I guess I'm going to pose this to you. But, I mean, obviously, what you do at, uh, you know, PDX Emerging Physician, you've got to really look at this, what is it, like every hour because it changes so much? Yeah, there's certainly it's it's been particularly this last few weeks. It's, there's been a lot to digest. Um, the Omicron variant has has made things a lot harder. We are seeing so many more cases in our in our kids and the rest of our population. It's making it hard to get testing to know for sure what's going on and um, made people concerned. You know, we have a lot of kids who are out, a lot of teachers who are out too. No, absolutely. You're you're 100 percent correct, and that's why a lot of schools went virtual because there were so many. So many folks out, whether it be teachers or kids as well. I mean, it seems that it has just run rampant through everybody. Uh, you know, in, in the automotive industry where I work, I mean, there's people, uh, well, I'll tell you, two weeks ago, it was just me and one other guy. That was all that showed up because everybody was sick uh, for almost the whole week. It's just it's just kind of crazy how this has just kind of swept through everything. Yeah, it's a very different kind of position, actually, than we were in early on in the pandemic. Early on, a lot of our focus was on severity of disease, ICU space, whereas we had plenty of healthcare workers at the time. And now it's more of a logistical problem of having enough healthcare workers to staff all the beds that we that we need to have because of the, of the load of patients and having all the supplies that we need to have in order to do that care. And, um, you know, it's it's just a different kind of set of problems to work through. No, you're absolutely right. Dr. Rachel, I'm going to stick with you because I, I got a couple of COVID things that I wanted to talk about, obviously. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the biggest things to me is I, I'm, I'm looking at the symptoms from, from this Omicron uh, variant and the flu, and they are almost identical. So, I mean, how do you, how do you really know what you have uh, when it comes down to it? Well, certainly testing helps, but that can be tricky to find. But what we are noticing uh, over the last couple of weeks is, A, there is a ton of COVID, which we presume is the Omicron variant, of course. And the symptoms are pretty much identical to flu and in many cases more mild and and a little less um, clear than when we started out. It's not just a simple matter of, oh, shortness of breath and you've lost your sense of taste and smelling of a cough. There's kids who just come in with nothing but a stomach bug. Um, So testing when you can do it, but also we have had some decrease in the amount of flu in our community and, and some of the other viruses that we normally see in the winter too. Um, I think partially because of just how much COVID we have right now. So I think the safest thing for everyone to do is if you have symptoms and you are not able to get a test is, and until you get a test is to assume that it is COVID. Well, let me ask you this, because uh, this just happened to one of our, our guys at work. His daughter went to get tested. Uh, she didn't have any symptoms and they told her like, look, I don't want to, uh, we're not going to test you because it could be a false positive. Well, wouldn't that be the case for the same thing if you had symptoms? Couldn't it be a false positive or a false negative there, too? Well, a lot of it has to do with how much or the prevalence, how much COVID you have in the community. When you have a lot of COVID, you're a lot less likely to have a false positive. And um, 
it's more likely that your positive is actually a true positive and it reflects it. If you have symptoms in a positive test, I would by all means assume that that test is in sure. fact positive. The problem we run into is the antigen tests, which are the rapid ones. When they are, if you're asymptomatic, they are actually have a reasonable chance of giving you a, a false negative or potentially in some cases a false positive. Though again, with as much COVID as we have and knowing how much of Omicron is asymptomatic, um, I would trust a positive test right now. So, uh, uh, Guy, I'll go with you first, and then we'll we'll go to Toby. But so now, do, are you requiring students to be tested or have tests at school? It's not at at our school as at this point, but okay. again, it's all based on the app and how you screen. So, if there is a red that pops up on your screen before you actually come to campus, then yeah, you're required. There's a whole process that you go through for that, and also for the contact tracing, and also for getting it in the system. And then someone from the COVID team will follow up with you. And I only know that also because I just had COVID back in October and went through that whole process. I got you. So, but, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of business, uh, I shouldn't say businesses, but a lot of events and stuff like that. Hey, you've got to have an ID or, excuse me, a vaccination card, or we've got to have a negative test before you come in. Toby, what about uh, uh, being the counselor at Clayton High School? What about your school? So, and I not part of our COVID team. So, but I can only, you know, respond to what they share with us, but um, we ask for families to share voluntarily if they have um, vaccinations available so that we do know, and we have a pretty high percentage of our um, students and staff that are um, vaccinated. With that being said, we're asking anyone who shows any sign or suspected to stay home on and and be um, err on the side of caution um, for as long as possible until they're able to find a test or um, you know become asymptomatic. Yeah, you know that's it, it's kind of crazy because you know when I when I was in school, it's like you had a cold, you're still going to school. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Not- and so now. It's almost the opposite is we're like, we're begging you to stay home. Right. Exactly. And, you know, somebody somebody coughs, whether just to clear their throat or whatever, everybody's like cowering in the corner now. Yeah. You're almost afraid to sneeze um, for any reason (laughs) in in schools. Right. Absolutely. Hey, ladies, I got to do some more business here. Can you guys hang with me a little bit longer? Of course. Absolutely. All right, guy as well. You're in the studio. You don't have a choice now, so you're going to have to hang here with me until I let you go. Hey, folks, <laughs> this is Camelx. Is at your service? we got to do some business. We'll be back. Stick around. Welcome back, everyone. 9.37 is your time. That's right. KMOX is at your service. Producer Patrick kicking out the jams with some Van Halen tonight. Thanks to Patrick on that. Hey, folks, we're having some fun here. Also talking a little bit about, uh, that's right, That what is that, what's that thing going around that everybody's been talking about for the past couple of years? Uh, oh, yeah, we're talking about some COVID stuff and how we're dealing with it, how a lot of kids are dealing with it, how a lot of adult, young adults are dealing with it and things like that. And uh, I appreciate you guys hanging with us. We've got some great folks here that we're talking to. We have Dr. Rachel Charney. She is a board-certified pediatric emergency physician at SLU Care and SSM Health Cardinal Glennon. Also, Toby Smith, school counselor at Clayton High School. And Guy Danhoff, assistant professor of health and sports sciences over at Missouri Baptist University. And, uh, Guy, I'll just start with you on this. You know, it seems like a lot of businesses, they've been, uh, since this this, uh, pandemic has been around for, you know, two years now, that They've kind of looked at this a little differently, trying to be a little bit proactive, looking out for their employees that they still have and creating some wellness programs and things like that. What about schools? You know, that's a great question because what we're actually seeing, I can say this because I actually put out an advocacy video with our team at Missouri Healthy Schools. And if you wanted to see them, you could go to 
our YouTube channel at, at Missouri Healthy Schools and click on On The Move Mo for Missouri. And you can see all the advocacy videos that we do. We share these great school stories. But, Greg, to your question, here's what we're starting to see. School districts are starting to double, triple, and quadruple down on their wellness programming. And the reason why is because they're using a whole school, whole community, whole child approach that is actually from the CDC's framework. And it's basically student-centered, but it's also meant to integrate with the community. And let me tell you some of the facets of it. Obviously, physical education and physical activity is at the top. That still remains a priority, and that's of great importance. But then you've also got how schools are doubling down on the nutrition environment and services to provide the quality nutrition that we need. Also, health education, the social-emotional client. You've heard me talk last time I was here. We talked about the social-emotional climate, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's very, very, very important. Also looking at employee wellness, I know that our school has done a fantastic job, again, doubling down on what they're having us do um, as in, that we can participate in wellness programming. And then also the community involvement. And that's a lot that I've learned because I've had the privilege uh, over, again, the last two years to interview this, the principals and superintendents of a lot of school districts in the area and these are the things that you're doing by pulling the community in on this programming. And then lastly, is then taking it home and having family engagement and those discussions on how you're going to go about things. I know, I know for me on the, on the nutrition side, just for me personally, that is a family discussion that we have with my wife and I and our daughter who's 16 that goes to school. So it's really cool what's going on with the school districts and on these videos, what we highlight we're highlighting uh, and wanting to share these school success stories, like even something as simple as sustainability that we did two videos on. And like you think, well, how can how, how can something like uh, looking over bees, going into uh, a garden area, and also caring for chickens? Now that's actually being done at U City, and I got to tell you, it's fascinating. And they use it for wellness, and they use it so the students can get a break and go there. And it's fascinating the results that they're starting to see. And that's just one school district. That's just one story that we just did just a few weeks ago. But I'm just saying is I've been privileged enough to, to interview those superintendents as well as those principals. This is what's coming out right now with a lot of schools in Missouri. Toby, I'll throw this to you now. What's the same question? What about uh, Clayton High School? What do you guys do for the wellness program there? Um, we're, yep. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, several years ago, we started a mental wellness committee at the high school. So we have, um, and I've had the privilege of being a part of that and co-chairing it um, from kind of its inception. So we had the framework set up and we were looking at it and, and constantly trying to find ways to not only support kind of our, uh, our community, but also our students and our, and our staff. So when we hit this pandemic, we um, started to take a look at, okay, now what do we need to do? And what we keep forcing ourselves is how to be proactive rather than reactive. And um, we have found a lot of the things that we're doing is reacting to. Um, and so always trying to try to see what we can do to be one step ahead or um, put um, mental wellness as um, kind of a, a, on the forefront as, with every decision we make. So Prior to our finals, we were able to have a mental wellness week um, that we supported. 
loved our students had a great time with it. I think some of our staff did too, but um, brought uh, some service dogs in or, and were able to hang out with students in the school. I think that was one of the highlights. We brought back recess and movie day and um, just making slime during lunch. So just some of those things to bring some lighthearted energy to a time that was already stress inducing in a good year and then just, you know, amplify during this time. Absolutely. Dr. Rachel, obviously with the stress and, uh, and emotional uh, things, not necessarily for kids, but for everybody out there, what about wellness? Uh, where do you see this going? Yeah, I think there's there's a combination of the, the acute needs as well as where we're going in the long term. Uh, certainly acutely, we are seeing more kids with behavioral health uh, concerns coming to the, to the hospitals. Uh, and so looking at how do we leverage some of the things that we started doing early in the pandemic, like telehealth visits and other ways of reaching out to a community that can sometimes have a hard time finding access has been really important. I think the relationship we're building with our schools that has become ever closer through the pandemic is going to be important to with that having that communication going back and forth. And then we're also having some really hard conversations at the healthcare systems about what does it look like to make sure we're properly supporting our staff. Um, not oh, only yeah. are they working tremendously hard, but, uh, you know, the patients we care for and their families, it, everyone's getting very frustrated. And that can sometimes lead to shorter tempers and, and less understanding of where the other person is necessarily coming from. And that can be hard on both both sides. Well, I'll tell you, you really, uh, <clears throat> you really brought a great point out there about everybody being frustrated. And that's and, and that just goes across the board, whether it's kids or whether it's adults working, stay at home, whatever. I mean, it's it, it's again. Don't know, the, don't know all the information. It's frustrating for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my background's in, in disaster medicine. One of the things we always look at is that um, the recovery and resilience uh, models in disasters, which you go through this honeymoon period at first. And I think a lot about the, that first few months of the, of the pandemic when, you know, we'd walk out of the hospital and people would have brought us flowers and there was stuff being dropped off and, and you know, the singing in Italy, you know, and, and it's, and then you go through these periods where you, you kind of just go back and forth between just the hard times and those, those anniversaries and events and things. And, and some of your internal reserves are just harder to build up over time. Sure. Absolutely. You know, one thing I, I will say that uh, I think that the pandemic has brought the family closer, obviously, because you're, you know, quarantined at home with your family. Hey, I, I'm all for eating dinner at the table with the family and, and everything else. I will say, I think that has brought uh, parents and kids back together, not only that, to where the parents are actually starting to be involved in their kids' lives. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of parents out there that are truly invested in their kids. And I'll throw it to Guy first. Well, all I can say is it's funny that you bring that up because that was something that we talked about as we were, you know, transitioning from 2021 to 2022. We kind of had a family meeting. We actually shared that. We actually said, look at how this has brought us together and how much more we are engaged and communicating and talking. And I totally agree with you. Uh, it has had that effect, at least in our family. And I've heard that to be true of some other families of some friends of ours. And we'll go with Toby. I, I do see some long-term um, thought process that is changing. You know, that idea of slowing down, of um, kind of living in the present moment, really, you know, stopping and smelling the flowers, that type of thing, right. that our world and our kids really had been moving so, so fast that I, I'm starting to hear students really push back against 
you know, stop. I, this is too much on my plate. I'm looking for balance. And I didn't hear those conversations prior to the pandemic. So um, that's encouraging that this, this idea of wellness will trickle on a little bit longer. Dr. Rachel? Yeah, I think there's there's kind of two views. I guess mostly it comes from my perspective as a parent. One, um, yeah, I mean, it was actually hard to start taking my kids back to activities again because we all kind of got used to hunkering down and going hiking on the weekends when we were free. On the other hand, being a healthcare worker and involved in all the COVID response, um, for me, I actually almost disappeared from the home for, for a few months. And it was it was hard knowing that the kids didn't have me when their lives were being turned upside sure. down as much as they would have liked. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, it's it's caused some readjustments for our families. So I think there can be some strong growth in just building those relationships. Um, I know my one of my kids, every time I've asked him if he wants to restart another activity, tells me he doesn't want anything that's going to interfere with his cozy nights at home. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with that. I love that. I, love, I may have to steal that from you. So <laughs> but, I, I got to do a little bit more business here. We're almost uh, getting towards the top of the hour. Can you ladies hang one more segment? Of course. Absolutely. Fantastic guy as well. You're here anyway. doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, KMOX at your service. We'll be back after these. Welcome back, my friends. 951 is your time. Heading up the end of the segment here on KMOX's at your service. And we are just having a great Great panel of educators and doctors and everything else right here talking a little bit about how to prepare yourself, how to prepare your kids with COVID and everything else. Dr. Rachel Charnay, board-certified pediatric emergency physician at SLU Care and SSM Health. Cardinal Glennon, also Guy Danhoff, assistant professor of health and sports sciences over at MOBAP. And, of course, Toby Smith. She's a school counselor at Clayton High School. Again, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us here on uh, At Your Service tonight. Uh, so we've kind of talked about wellness programs and things like this. Dr. Rachel, I'm going to throw it to you. we got about four minutes. Uh, and, and what about self-care for everybody? Um, I, I think we can't talk enough about self-care, making sure that you're getting enough rest, that you're getting the nutrition you need. These things bolster our immune system and give us the internal reserves that we need um, to keep going through all these changes that are hard. Uh acknowledging how you're feeling, finding things that feed your soul. I think those are all really important activities. Absolutely. What about vitamins? Um, I think making sure that your diet is very balanced, that you're getting the vitamins you need um, is certainly important. It's wintertime, making sure that you get some sun or your vitamin D and multivitamins. Uh, I think those are all important things to do. Again, just making sure you never want to take an excessive amount of vitamins, but um, making sure that you're getting the nutrition you need. Come on, I'm an, I'm an old, fat, middle-aged guy that, you know, <laughs> loves to eat at McDonald's every day, and my kids are involved in sports. I don't have time to sit down and eat. Come on. <laughs> there's, there's always some creative ways, I think, to find some food. We, we may be doing a lot more uh, microwave vegetables around our house these days, but um, there's, there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, how about, uh, uh, Toby, how about you? Um, I... Everything that, that Rachel just said. And then on top of that, I would say find things that bring you joy. So it might be oh, watching something on TV great. or, you know, a great meal, a walk, whatever it is that brings you brings you joy. But then the other piece is, is maybe, um, and I just read this recently at an art, in an article about not just self-care, but taking care of others around you. You get so much from gratitude and, and taking care of others that fills your own bucket. Um, just trying to find ways to, to help those around you will help your own self-care. 
Oh, my God, Toby, that is such great advice. I love you. Did I tell you that? <laughs> Thank you so much for that. That is some great advice. I, I love that. I, that's going to be my mantra. Just bringing yourself joy, not only that, but others around you. I, I, man, you just can't go any better than that. Good. Great. And then, uh, so, Guy, we got uh, we got about uh, two minutes here. Uh, what about for you? Well, I think you got to start with spreading kindness and positivity, honestly. So Do gonna- you know me? No, I'm just, uh, oh, I'm just telling you, hey, I'm going to echo what I just heard, but it's true. I, I say that a lot when I get a chance to be on shows like this, podcasts and things like that. And it's true. That will change your mood. I think two other things to really think about. Number one is have a support system around you. You know, talk to someone maybe once a day or say, say you know, you're like your teacher like I am at a university. You know, maybe there's someone you've been wanting to, to get to know more. Schedule a time in between your classes. Get to know some other people. I mean, get some things that, that get you out of a routine that you can then, you know, Great kind of disengage, yeah. right? I mean, I actually just started doing that. I've been connecting with some new people that I've known of or I see in faculty meetings, and now I'm starting to get to know them, and it's really cool. And then the last thing, and I'm going to echo this, and, uh, and people who know me have put a few things out on Facebook recently, but over, over this past break, uh, Greg, uh, I'm going back to a passion of love of mine. And I brought out the guitar and from the 80s. And oh, yeah, I've seen I'm, the videos. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, I've been, you know, getting a little finger tapping, a little Van Halen going, a <laughs> little whammy bar slamming, you know. But I got to tell you something that I can get in my own world and music is my therapy or, you know, it is my self-care. I mean, it's a place where I can do it by myself. Or even sometimes it's fun when my daughter comes down, you know, she's like, hey, dad, is pretty cool. Or once in a while, we might do something together. But Amazing it, singer, it, by the way. Thank you very much. But but it's been something that has really, really helped me. And I do tell people that all the time. When I do put out a video, it is part of my self-care. And it's been great just to be back playing the guitar again and reliving those glory 80 days because I'm an 80s guy, you know, graduating high school in the 80s. And, of course, I had some people on Facebook just say, could you tell it was like in the old days? Yeah, we used to play 80s rock, and we would tap on our guitars like Van Halen. So... There you go. Well, hey, uh, I, I just can't thank you guys enough for coming on and hanging out with us. We only got a couple seconds here. Dr. Rachel, Toby, Guy, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us, folks. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out here on the KMOX At Your Service show. I'd love to do it with you guys. Stay safe out there. Be kind to each other. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.